Dear students, welcome to the last week of theme one and this week we will focus on unit three. So in unit one we dealt with the curriculum, we defined it, we also looked at the teaching and learning situation, among others the approaches to learning, the core elements of teaching, the curriculum as a stimulus, uh, the didactical triangle, etc. We also looked at value-driven schools. And we also uh, then looked at the national and international perspectives um, about the teacher, as well as the teacher's role and the role that SAIS plays in the profession of teaching. Now, this week, we will look at the skills of the ideal teacher. Now, in modern society, it demands high-quality teaching and learning from teachers, and teachers have to possess a great deal of knowledge, but also skills pertaining to both teaching and assessment practices in order to meet those demands and standards of quality education. So yes, the teacher is the subject specialist. However, the teacher needs, over and above that, certain skills to accomplish uh, academic achievement and success. Now, skills, and in particular soft skills, refers to the ability of an individual, in this case the teacher, to communicate and interact with others. These skills, also known as interpersonal skills or personal attributes, and um, take note, this also includes emotional intelligence, also known as interpersonal skills or personal attributes, are a collection of various skills, including face-to-face -face and non-verbal communications, writing and presentation skills, conflict management, negotiation skills, and problem solving. Soft skills are linked to career development and enable the teacher to manage their interaction with learners, with their fellow employees, the other teachers, other stakeholders, um, in an effective way. In doing so, Teachers with well-developed soft skills enhances the organizational striving towards shared goals, organization visions, and missions. Now, I have made a bit of a summary for you on the different skills. And what I did was I actually um, analyzed some of the skills and then I have added them under certain headings. And the first is the teacher skills. And you will see soft skills are embedded within these three kinds of skills. It's not really three kinds of skills, but I've just categorized it to make it a bit more interesting for you. Now, what kind of teacher skills are we looking at? A teacher should be definitely flexible and adaptable, must have resilience. That is the ability to bounce back like we did. You already showed us that you have resilience and also that we have resilience with the COVID, COVID matter because suddenly we had to change from face-to-face -face contact teaching to online. And although it was a bit difficult for all of us in the beginning, we all showed the ability of resilience and we all bounced back and in the end we made it and I'm very much sure that um, now in the second semester, it will be far easier for all of you to adapt to the online mode of teaching. Time management, very important. We need sound time management. Um, you have to have skills in organizing skills, 
to organize some functions, to organize your class, um, to organize the curriculum, etc. Professional development, very important, so that you can be a lifelong learner, or for that matter, scholar. Professional development, extremely important to build upon your skills and abilities. To have patience, a lot of patience. Always teach with so much enthusiasm. Have empathy, have authority. Now, if you give away your authority in class, you will have no discipline, no respect. Right? Your class, your rules, and that's what they have to abide by. However, we, um, we learned in previous slides that we don't depart from rules, but rather a value-driven classroom. Norms and values, self-respect, very important. If you can't respect yourself, you will never be able to respect others. Um, and then I see that I have flexibility or adaptability. Again, yeah, uh, I'm mostly referring to adaptability. With regard to teaching skills, communication, extremely important. And that's what we will um, zoom into today. Listening skills, problem solving, critical thinking, facilitation skills, management skills, and conflict resolution skills. That's for the teaching per se. What will you need as an operational skill? Definitely leadership. Definitely creativity. Assessment skills. Professionalism. Being a team player and collaborate. Uh, collaborate with other school teachers. Collaborate with, um, with other stakeholders. Responsibility. You have to have technical skills. Cooperative skills and professional knowledge skills. Very important. So have a look at those. Um, it's not, you don't have to know this off by heart, it's just how I uh, try to, to complete the picture for myself. Now, an effective teacher manages a class. An ineffective teacher disciplines a class. There's a huge difference, and you have to remember this. Some le leadership qualities that every good leader should strive for are honesty, um, to delegate, communicate, to have confidence, commitment, a positive attitude, creativity, to inspire, uh, the empathy that we talked about, accountability, enthusiasm, a focus and a drive to be responsible and to have ethical conduct. Can you see we have already touched on a few of these skills? Good leadership. Effective classroom management is far more than only maintaining discipline, but it includes areas like creating and engaging um, in, learning, in, in the learning environment, managing your class setup, being prepared for lessons and fostering respect and caring amongst your learners. Management is all about persuading people to do things they do not want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought they could. Listen to this. Management, proper management, which include leadership skills, is about persuading people to do things they do not want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought they could. Isn't that what good teaching is all about? To build that confidence 
so that we can inspire those learners to try their utmost and that we make it easier for them to um, to accomplish and achieve academically. Now, why should teachers um, have leadership skills? Now, I'm convinced that not all teachers are leaders. However, I am of the opinion that all leaders can have management skills. They unfortunately have to have that, otherwise they will not be able to um, to manage their classroom, to manage their lesson plans, to manage um, assessment activities, etc. So, and this is exactly why we say teachers need leadership skills, or for that matter, then managerial skills. They have to design and interpret the curriculum. They have to design learning activities. They have to choose textbooks um, and learning and teaching material. They also have to set certain standards for learner behavior. They have to decide on school budgets. They have, they have to um, contribute to discussions on school budgets, uh, what students or learners will need. Um, they, they might also contribute when new teachers are appointed. Um, and they should be role models for their learners. Now, let's look at communication skills. Education is regarded as the most important tool in the imp improvisation of the um, society and communication. And it plays a vital role in the edu education process. So it's the most important tool. Communication helps to transmit the knowledge from the sender, which is the teacher, to the receiver, the student or the learner, apart from the sharing of other ideas, thoughts and opinions. Now, what is communication? Communication um, means the act of imparting especially news or the science and um, practice of transmitting information. Now, communication has been defined as the process of transmitting information and common understanding from one person to another. I cannot even imagine myself teaching or being in the teaching uh, profession and I cannot communicate properly. You have to communicate very well. You have to be verbally uh, excellent with your communication skills. Now, thus, communication refers to the exchange of thoughts and ideas with the intention of conveying information. Now, all the activities that a person performs when he wishes to convey this message to others are nothing but the ways to achieve communication. The effective ways of communication are clarity of the message, completeness of the message, the individual's facial expressions, eye contact when communication, body postures and external physical appearance. And yes, we can communicate without saying a word. In JPS 121, we will focus on the following factors which may influence communication in the classroom. The first is context. So, how do we create a, um, a good atmosphere in our class where students will uh, respond to our messages, respond to questions posed, etc.? Learners who feel included, valued and respected, they will always respond positively. Even that little one 
who is so afraid to just try the answer will feel safe in this environment where we communicate value um, and mutual respect. So they will respond positively towards academic work and, um, and to the teacher. And also, um, we will be able to empower them and to create a positive atmosphere. Respect, to communicate respect, to avoid negative language, empathy, trust, um, safety, responsibility, consideration and fairness. Then there's also verbal and nonverbal communication. The verbal is what we say. We can hear that. But the nonverbal almost focuses on our facial expressions and our body language. Now, Albert um, Merabian, he said that the total impact of a message consists of 7% word, 38% vocal, and... 55% on non-verbal communication. So if you look at the child with angry eyes, you communicate that you are angry. And if you communicate um, to learners with verbal expressions and facial expressions that they are wanted and that you value them, there might be a different reaction. Now, action speaks louder than words, and ideal teacher's body language agrees with their words. So, nonverbal, facial expression, gestures, posture, and appearance. The meaning of nonverbal language may differ in cultural context. And I'm not going to go into that now. You can go and read that. Let's look at facial expression. We need 80 muscles in the face. We have 80 muscles in the face. With 7,000 facial expressions, which continually change during the communication process. So if you laugh, I'm pretty much sure you, you will use far less muscles than when you frown and when you are upset. Let's look at eyes. Powerful communication to eyes. Eyes can um, show approval. Eyes can also show that I'm not sure. Eyes can also show disapproval. And we have to look at that. Um, I always say, uh, do we look with um, angry eyes? Don't give, don't give those um, little ones that evil look. So be cautious of that. Um, and how to look at them, um, especially when you don't agree, uh, but but to allow them to, to, to motivate why, they, why you disagree. Distance, <clears throat> very important. The kinds of dif um, distance that, that um, we learn about. In, in our business, I'm very much sure social distancing is appropriate. Um, with learners and with little ones, it's extremely difficult to keep that social distance because they are so much depending on little hugs and they want to sit on your lap. They want you to touch their head or touch their hand, etc. So you can have a look at that. The same for movement and gesture. How do you talk with your hands? How are you moving in the class? I'm one that likes to move around. <clears throat> 
and my students will tell you that, that I move around in the class frequently. So gestures can be informative, entertaining or dangerous. Yes, um, don't do a few tricks there and then hurt yourself, etc. Um, or don't slap one of your students that's not on um, to get physical with them and to, to spank them, etc. So those kind of movements, no, that's not what we refer to. <clears throat> um, good. So our dress code. This is something that I really want to emphasize. Dear, dear young, young colleagues, do not dress like you are a teenager. Do not dress in such a way that when parents come to school that they can't distinguish between you, the teacher, and the learners. Some schools are very formal with the um, dress codes. Others um, are more um, casual. I say dress appropriate, appropriately, and when I say appropriately, I mean dress in a professional manner. Because students will and learners will look at you and um, you also show some self-respect and you also show um, professionalism by means of the choice of your clothes. So, very important. Be uh, cautious of what you wear. Ladies, don't show cleavage. Ladies, be cautious of what you wear. Um, short minis, uh, mini dresses or uh, skirts with high slits or things like that. It's inappropriate. Do not uh, wear that uh, to school. And if I may say, it is you can never, never be uh, too dressed up to go to school. I value teachers who still dress up um, and go to school and, and are proud of the fact that they are professionals. So paralinguistics, um, these are properties of speech apart from the words spoken and it adds meanings to the spoken word. Now, the tempo, the rate in which we talk, the pitch and the intonation. So many, many teachers um, pitch at a very high note and they also have a lot of volume. So they would scream and shout, I do not advocate that. If you do that, you have no authority and there's no value-driven teaching from your side and value-driven leadership from your side if you do that. Um, you never, ever have to raise your voice. Um, and there are certain mannerisms that can also distract learners, like when you constantly say, okay, okay, or um, uh, these, these, um, where you raise your hand or you click your fingers. Those are the kind of things that we must look at. Now, according to Mead, teachers need to pay attention to the following. The rate, so it's, is it, do you talk too fast or too slow? The pitch, is it too high? Um, or and the volume. Some teachers can tend to speak a little bit um, too soft. And then humor as one of the communication skills also. Human or the gestures. Ach, humor. Laugh a lot. Allow for good jokes. Allow to laugh with the learners. Allow them to laugh at you. 
Humor is such a good medicine in, in, in the classroom. Um, and I cannot emphasize that enough. Show them motivationals. Show them some jokes, good jokes. You have, you have um, a computer, hopefully in your class, and you can go onto Google and you can show them one or two YouTube videos. It always makes a change. And then to listen. Now, my dear young colleagues, we sometimes listen only to respond, but we, we hardly ever listen to understand. And maybe that's something that we must learn from each other, is to listen so that I can understand where my learners come from. What are they not telling me? So important. So, so, so important. How do we listen to them? Um, and, and do we listen to critique or do we listen to give them criticism? So those are the things that we really need to look at. Now we are going to um, look a little bit at critical thinking tools. I've added um, and embedded a little video for you. I've also attached the video apart from the PowerPoint slides, should you not be able to open it. Please refer to chapter four in the textbook on um, critical thinking tools. Now, <clears throat> what is critical thinking? As you can recall, I did show you all the kinds of skills that teachers need. And we are only emphasizing on communication skills, critical thinking, um, certain soft skills, uh, leadership skills. So these are the ones that we look at. However, however, it is also good to read up on some of the other skills because those are the skills that you will need once you go into the school. Now, critical thinking refers to the ability to analyze information objectively and make a reasoned judgment. It involves the evaluation of sources and a good critical thinker can draw reasonable conclusions from a set of information and they can then solve problems and make new decisions. Now, some of the most important critical thinking skills are analytical communication skills, open-mindedness, creativity, problem solving, and then I've added the reflective practices. <clears throat> now, you can go through all of that. The analytical ones, um, people with analytical skills has the ability to examine information. You go through the, your, your learner's work and you analyze what they have done in order for you to know what where the mistakes are. <clears throat> so you can analyze uh, the data, you can interpret, and you can make certain judgments by asking critical questions also. Communication, you need to be able to communicate with others and to share with them certain ideas. You might also need to engage critical thinking in a group. And that's why it's very important <clears throat> to figure out with teams uh, possible solutions to complex, uh, complex problems. Now, you might sit with your learners, give them a problem, and we must all find a solution. Or it might be with colleagues. Um, but you definitely need good communication and how to communicate um, problems and the, the um, answers to those problems. Open-mindedness, you need to be objective. Um, evaluating ideas without any bias, and it consists of fairness. 
um, etc. All right, creativity. Why do you need creativity within critical, um, as part of a critical thinking skill? Because you need to be um, creative, to look for patterns, to look for other approaches and to discover. And by that, it means you can put something on the table that has not existed previously. So when you analyze and you um, add together certain other new concepts, then you have synthesized and you can put a new product on the table. All right. Now, problem solving. Very important. How do I solve problems? I first analyze and I then get to the bottom of, of what the problems are. And we say here it involves analyzing a problem, generating and implementing a solution and assessing the success of the, your plan, your new plan. It refers to paying attention to detail, to clarify, to evaluate and to innovate. Very, very important. And you will use problem solving all the time when you are a good teacher. You will also use reflective practices. Now, um, you have to reflect on each lesson you presented. You have to reflect on your classroom. You have to reflect on learners. Um, and when you reflect, it means you think back, you think critically back and you have to take an action. What worked well in my classroom today? Why did it work well? What did not work well? What should I change? What actions should I take to change that? And what adjustments should I make? Now, reflective a reflective practitioner is a teacher who becomes skillful at assessing and adapting his or her teaching to contribute to academic success. So now in conclusion, let's quickly... Let's quickly look at theme three again. We said a teacher should be skilled. And we also, we also said that the skilled teacher will be the successful teacher. So when you are a skilled teacher, you have certain skills, among others, soft skills and hard skills. And I've given you an overview of the kinds of um, skills that one, one has and what one need. And that is why it is so important. Um, the more skilled you are, the more successful you will be as a teacher because you will not be afraid to reflect, to change or to adapt and then to figure out whether that's going to work and to get some uh, feedback on what was happening. Um, I once saw this a video, short video of a teacher and he had this little box in his class and after each class he prompted the learners to write him a small note and it was it was anonymous and then they had to to um to make a little ball with a with a uh, comment that they made uh, the paper and then they had to throw that little paper ball in this bin and then they could leave the class and this is how this teacher reflected on each lesson and he made so many changes and in the end 
the learners became part of the class. It was a learner-centered approach, but he was a, he became a very skilled teacher because of the fact um, that he could think critically. He could um, think objectively. He could find problems and he could solve them in a creative way. And that's why it's so important. Good leadership. If you're a good leader, you will be a good manager and you will be open to change. You will be a change agent. If you communicate properly, you can also communicate information to the learners and you can also listen to them when they answer you. By communicating, you also communicate, you validate, you communicate validation and respect. Um, and when we communicate, be mindful of your eyes, be mindful of your body language, be mindful of your hands and, and gestures, be very mindful of that um, when, when you also communicate. Your verbal and non-verbal communication are extremely important and remember learners watch you very closely then we also said um, mind um, what you wear your dress code uh, we also talked about the rate you are talking are you talking too fast or too slow the pitch the volume uh, we also said please bring in humor into your class Humor, the best medicine there can ever be. And then we concluded by stating that critical thinking tools are extremely important. What it entails, certain factors, certain parts of critical thinking um, and why we, have to, why we have to have these critical thinking tools. And you can refer there to uh, chapter four in the textbook pertaining to critical thinking tools. So I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope that you will really become reflective practitioners who are critical in their thinking, who have a good leadership skills and who really want to become good, transformative teachers. Remember, after this theme, uh, one and unit three, there's now a quiz and you may now uh, complete the quiz. It will be on the system on Friday. It will open and uh, the next week, Wednesday, it will close. So just watch um, for the communication and announcements in this regard. Prepare well. Read through your textbook, theme one, theme two, theme four. Go through the learning guide and the study guide and make sure that you um, that you covered all the learning content there is because remember soon you're going to do an assignment which will also be communicated to you and we will also have a semester test. I hope and my anticipation is that you will become the teacher you were born to be. Enjoy theme one, uh, revise theme one, enjoy unit one, two and three and remember you can always go back and refer to the slides. Enjoy your week.